0: Julie. <laughs> alright, hold on, alright, there we go, so how you doing? I'm doing good, we're in Houston, we're playing
1: Houston tonight, and uh, it's crazy, just wonderful, wonderful craziness. <laughs> so, I,
0: let, we'll jump right into that, I mean, coming back from, from being basically out of the scene for so long, how much of a shock was it to you that the response has been what it is
1: uh, it it really was a shock at first because i i didn't know um i didn't know i was missed so much until we played rocklahoma and uh, there was a buzz going around rocklahoma like somebody's here from a higher power a higher level of life. And I'm like, who the hell could that be? <laughs> and the promoter came up to me, one of the promoter's assistants, this lovely lady, and she said, Lita, it's you. And I said, what? It's me? Really? Oh, wow. That's awesome. So that was, a, that was our first show back into the United States. And uh, it was great. So ever since then, we've just been working and putting
0: out music and having fun. Nice, nice. Now, how difficult was it for you to, to kind of revisit your entire life for the book? I mean, was it was it easy to go back on all the memories and just pull up memories and write them down? No, it wasn't
1: easy. Um, some of it was, some of it was fun, some of it was funny, some of it was painful. Uh, so, it, It was a ride. Um, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's out. I I don't know. um, Because I put so much into what I do. I put all of me into what I do. And um, I wanted the book to be real. And I wanted it to be something that nobody has ever heard of or read before. I wanted to put fill it full of little tidbits of stuff that a lot of people didn't know about. Um, like, for instance, the guy I just talked to um, said to me, I didn't know Chris Holmes could cook. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Stuff like that. It's like, yeah, the guy's an amazing cook. Um, so it, I wanted it to be be a real book, a real story, a real journey, and something that you can't put down is an easy read, and it is hard to put down once you start reading it, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I mean... You, me, when I read it for the first time, I was like, wow, I, can't, I gotta see what happens next. Even <laughs> though I knew what happened next because I wrote it, you'll yeah. have to see what happens next.
0: Yeah, I, um, I couldn't put it down, actually, honestly. I, I mean... I got it on, I think it was Tuesday, and I was done by Wednesday. Um, oh, stop. Stop. yeah. So you know the kids they did it. The kids just did their own homework, and I, I read the book. So um, yeah, I mean I, I'm always, it it's just fascinating to me like how you know for you to have someone like Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne come over to the house to have dinner is like no big deal, but for us on the other side, it's like wow that happens, you know. So, um, how, yeah. how, how important was it for you as a musician going through your career to be able to come back home to your, you know, when your parents were alive, to the house, to have that stability? Was that something that set you apart from the other musicians that you know? Uh, I
1: felt it did, um, because, you know, a lot of the other musicians weren't from a home like mine, and Unfortunately, I had I had wonderful parents, and unfortunately, some of them didn't. Um, but to come home to my mom, who is one of the most wonderful people in the world, honestly, and everybody who's met her says that. Of course, she's no longer with us, but. Um, she was just an incredible woman. And my father was the funniest guy I've ever known. So I was always coming home to love and food and laughter and lots of music, they were was, there was always playing records and listening and everything was always happy at my house. No matter, if I came home drunk off my ass at four in the morning, I would not get questioned. There was never any abuse, never any arguing. It was just a wonderful home, the ultimate. Nice. So everyone used to come to my house, you know. (laughs) During the holidays, there was always a string of people that would come over and eat. And and my mother couldn't shove enough food down their throat, you know. Italian people, they show their respect and their love with their food. Yeah, I know. (laughs) My mother was like that. Are you married to an Italian?
0: No, actually, I'm married to, um, she's half Swedish and half um, French-Canadian. But my ah. my mother was um, Italian, full-blooded Italian. My, oh,
1: really? Yeah. Wow, so you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs>
1: totally know. So my mother was born and raised in Rome, and uh, you know they were supportive of my music, as crazy as it was. They understood it and they loved it. They always wanted to hear it, you know. If I was learning a Black Sabbath song, they wanted to—they wanted to hear Black Sabbath. If I was learning Santana; they wanted to hear Santana. They just—they just loved seeing me play guitar.
0: Nice. And I, I like how how your mother in, in the book. Your mother met um, David Bowie, but she didn't know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> and that was—that was great. I, you
1: know. Yeah. Well, in a way, see, my father was this little. Um, he was very small uh, for a, a grown man. He was about five seven, uh, maybe I don't know, five eight, and um, he was very slender. He had been slender his entire life, and uh, so was David Bowie, and. I think what happened was my father passed away, and she missed my dad with his big British accent. And uh, when she met David Bowie, being slender and not so tall, just like my father, I think a little bell went off over her head, and she really was drawn to David Bowie, <laughs> like my dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Not that my dad... Looks like David Bowie. He didn't look like him, but he had the same hairstyle, slicked back, combed back, and uh, being a gentleman as David Bowie was, my father was as well. So she was really drawn to David, <laughs> and I'm like, Mom. <laughs> you know, I remember my voice cracked when I saw her sitting next to him. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow.
1: What are you doing? Oh, I was just talking to days. <laughs>
0: how, how long did it take you to, um, to complete the book?
1: Well, I had some issues with the writers that I was working with. So it set me back because I wasn't going to let that book out until it was the way I wanted it. And some of the writers that I did work with were not giving me what I wanted. So I just, uh, kept going at it until I got it to where I wanted it, which took, um, I think four years, which isn't uncommon. I mean, Flash's book, I think, was six years. His book is huge, thick.
0: Yeah.
1: But, uh, there's a lot to put in it and a lot to remember and you have to have everything in chronological order otherwise it just isn't going to work. Right. Did that happen in 1972 or 1971? What What month was it? You know, was it cold out or was it hot out? You know, <laughs> it's like stupid stuff like that that takes so long to remember. Right. Well, and who was there? You don't remember... Joey was there? Oh, yeah, 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 I remember now. <laughs> so it's just a lot of searching, and honestly, thank God for uh, for Google search these days. They help me out
0: a lot. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, how do you feel about, um, the you know, the effect of social media on your musicians and, and between the interaction between musicians and fans? Is it a is it good um, thing? It
1: has its ups and downs. Yeah. You know, like, for instance, um, we're doing a, a a special right now. We just launched a Pledge Music, um, where we're doing uh, uh, it's, you, you have to you have to check it out. It is um, a campaign that we're doing for the new book, Living Like a Runaway. Um, it's a campaign called Pledge Music. If you go to pledgemusic.com backslash Lita Ford, you can see. Uh, we're putting it up right now the video and bundles of stuff with the book that you can purchase um, if anyone's interested and just looking at it you can go and uh, buy the album the new Time Capsule album who's got so many musicians on it from the, from the 80s it's a real true throwback gift to those who missed the 80s and people that weren't there, that, that wish they were, um, Time capsule is, Lita Ford's Time Castle is a great album that is also being released in conjunction with the book. Okay. So oh, it's all on sledgemusic.com backslash Lita Ford. Please check that out.
0: Yeah, I definitely will. I go on there a lot, actually, so um, yeah, I'll definitely check oh, that cool. out. Yeah, well, it's it's that's like the you know the the way things are done nowadays. A lot of people do that, the pledge music. A lot of I do also. A lot of local bands in my my area. So most of them, that's how they get their first album out. You know, it's yeah, it's a different. I mean, how do you see the the industry? I mean, you're you're on another level. But as far as like the industry itself, the changes. I mean, is it something that you right away notice coming back into the scene, saying, "Wow, this is." this is not how we used to do business, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, it is, because uh, I had been on an island for so long that when I came back to Florida, which was the closest point of entry into the United States, I picked up the phone to dial for a taxi from the airport. Um, We'd gone to to a -a rent-a-car place. And um, We dropped off the car, and then I needed to get a cab to take me back to the airport. Um, So I picked up the phone to dial for a cab from the rent-a-car place, and I didn't know you had to dial 1 plus the area code plus the number. Because before, when I was living in the United States, before we left the United States... You didn't have to dial one plus the area code. You just dialed the number. So, when I picked up the phone and dialed the number and it kept not working, I was getting frustrated. (laughs) And I went inside the Enterprise rental place, car car place, and said to the guy behind the desk, I'm like, your phone doesn't work. And he says, What are you dialing? And I told him And he said Well you have to dial One plus the area code And I went What? (laughs) Since when? And he said Oh they just changed it So he knew You know They had just changed it Of course now It comes Without saying But Back then It was It it was brand new Yeah So a lot A lot of little things Had changed over the years I was gone Living on a deserted island in the Caribbean, you really didn't need a phone. Right. You know, it, you couldn't get out, basically, unless you had satellite. And then if there's a cloud in the sky, the satellite would be blocked. <laughs> so it, it was frustrating then. You know, you got to wait for the cloud to pass before you can use the satellite dish.
0: Wow. So it's almost like. You 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 stayed like in another like in another time like a time warp almost, and you came back and and here you are. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah. It's it's almost a different world. It, it is a
1: different world.
0: Because yeah. I mean, when yeah. I was growing up, I mean, it was it was you got a, your information by magazine, um, and then MTV came out, so you, then you saw the videos. Now it's all Instagram, Twitter. You can find out within a second of when something happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a different different mindset. Completely. But,
1: uh, Completely, you know, internet, um, we didn't have the internet back then, we didn't have YouTube, so I'm surprised there's what, as much as there is um, runaways footage that's on YouTube, Pretty amazing that they have got what they got, but they got it off of uh, television cameras and uh, home video cameras. They, they can get it off cell phones. Right, yeah, it's amazing.
0: Uh, let's talk guitar equipment really quick, because I'm not sure. If, yeah. Um, I prefer. Do you prefer tubes or do you prefer digital? Solid state. Say that again. Do you prefer tubes? With your with the amps, or I mean, a lot of people are using like the uh, the digital.
1: Uh huh.
0: What's What's your preference? Have you? Uh
1: well, live I prefer tube amps. Um, I just grew up like that, you know, that's what I got used to using. Um, now Marshall makes the DSL amp that is a duplicate of pretty much a duplicate of the JCM-800, which is an old tube amp um, that just kicks ass. It's ferocious, and uh, I love that. I I really don't like to use solid-state amp live, but in the studio, if you're in the recording studio, I'm fine fine with just... uh, Using whatever they have in there because you can dial in different sounds and add whatever you want, take away whatever you want. Right. So that's always handy for recording. But if you're doing a live performance, I just like it big and ballsy and blasting and zoomed out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Is it just, just straight guitar amp or do you have a. I mean, some people use a lot of effects, some people don't. I mean.
1: No, I don't use a lot of effects, I, I never have. In the Runaways, I didn't use any. Um, I just plugged straight into the amplifier, which is good because that's what a real guitar player should be able to do, is just plug into the amp and play it. You shouldn't have to need effects. But um, effects enhance your music and they enhance your playing. So I like to use a wah-wah, which I like to carry Cantrell wah-wahs because it has a real deep swoop. Um, more so than a crybaby. Yeah. And uh, also I, I have um, a flanger phase box that's a prototype um, that was made by Magic Box. It's one of a kind. It's awesome. Awesome little box. And I use it on things like Close My Eyes Forever, um, songs that have... Uh, hunking chords the beginning of close my, uh, Falling in and Out of Love um, I wouldn't use it on a solo but more of a prettier sound Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I have a delay that I use that was made by Taurus who is a young up and coming company um, they made me this kick ass delay pedal that just it, it picks up the, the, the sound of the note, but it doesn't pick up the distortion. So it, it delivers a clean signal okay. and doesn't muddy up your solos if you use it on the solo. Right. Which I don't use it on every solo, but when I do use it, it it's nice and clean. Nice. So that's, those are the, my three things I've got. My flange, bass, uh, uh, chorus, flange, chorus. Um, phaser kind of does all of the above and uh, my delay and my walk
0: nice and uh, in the book you also mentioned how like, you were on a uh, fishing trip with your, your father and you found a piece of wood you took that back to BC Rich how, how did the relationship with BC Rich come about
1: Oh, BC Rich and they, their owner passed away and unfortunately at a young age and um, when he passed away the company had some problems. Of course, the owner died Um, but the people who he employed kept BC Rich alive as long as they could Um, and then some other people took over the company and started putting out guitars that were not Real, beef, true, BC riches. Um, <clears throat> they couldn't. They couldn't duplicate the recipe,
0: basically. Okay.
1: And uh, now they're trying again, and um, you know they will always have my support, no matter what, because Bernie Rico Sr. was—he was my buddy, and uh, along with—I don't know—I was his right arm, girl. I helped them to create the company by playing their guitars and believing in their instruments. And, um, I still play those original guitars today. I don't use new ones. I use the old ones, but, um, I do have a signature model, Warlock, that kicks ass that they make for me. That is an actual duplicate of my black Warlock. And that's in the Pledge Music too, if you go there,
0: you'll see the Black Warlock. Yeah. Nice.
1: That's
0: about it. Nice. What was your, um, craziest experience on stage? My what? The craziest thing that ever happened to you on stage.
1: Craziest thing that ever happened? Uh, God, which one? Um... Well, I don't know. Um, I guess it would be at the end of some of the concerts that we do or tours that we do, the opening band gets played around with by the headliners, so they'll go out of their way to play a joke on you. Um this is part of the book. I don't know if... Oh, you said you read it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you read the part where I get whipped cream dumped on me.
0: With poison. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was insane. That was insane. I mean, you had to be there to really see how insane that was. Uh, I think I would chalk that one up as one of the most insane moments in time stage. <laughs> and then the Runaways had... Uh, Hell's Angels
0: with us on stage which
1: was pretty cool but Scandinavian Hell's Angels <laughs> oh,
0: wow. the Vikings nice yeah so what was it like to be you know basically a teenager traveling like the world and, and living like the, the rock and roll lifestyle I mean was it I've got that? two
1: minutes
0: by the way okay sorry I'm just um, was it was it Insane. I mean, was it just something that you just really were not prepared for?
1: It actually, after you got one show, one one tour under your belt, it came natural. It seemed like this is what I want to do. This is who I am. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a rocker chick, and uh, that's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Uh, I wanted to raise my family, I wanted to raise my sons, which became priority in 1994 when I quit the business. I wanted to be a good mom, and that was my my number one priority over rock and roll. And now I'm back at playing music again, which is my true love.
0: And my kids, my true love. Yeah. Okay, real quickly, the um, your book tour is it going to expand? Because the closest you're coming to my area is New York. But are you going to? Are, you, are there plans to expand the, the book tour, to, like say Boston, that that area? Yeah,
1: Boston's in there. I'm pretty sure Boston's in there. Um, if you go to lita ford uh, official.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. My site has a list of tour dates and the book tour. So that's probably the best way to
0: look and see what's closest to you. Okay. Yeah.
1: LitaFordOnline.com official. There's 16 LitaFord websites that don't belong to me. So don't go there.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay. You'll know when you get to the right one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I definitely, if you come... Well, I might even actually go to New York to get a a book signed. But, um, you know, hopefully uh, I'll get a chance to see you when you come around this area. I know you're coming to uh, New Hampshire uh, with Hairstorm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's basically about two hours up the road from me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was great talking to you. We added a second show to New
1: Hampshire, so we'll be there for
0: a while. Nice, nice.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: So, um, you know, I appreciate, uh, you taking the time to talk to me and, um, uh, the 15 year old in me is very happy <laughs> that he finally gets, <laughs> gets a chance to talk to you. I had you, I had your posters on my wall. So, um, you know, uh, I've been a big fan just, just off of the record. So, cool. Thank um, you. and just, you know, just keep rocking keep, keep doing what you do. I mean, my
1: God.
0: so, all right.
1: Thank you. And also, um, uh, I don't know. One more thing, if you want to go to Need Afford Parental Alienation Awareness Facebook, um, there's some interesting information on there too about child abuse, which is my cause. And uh, okay, my I def- fight.
0: yeah, definitely, I yeah, definitely, I I read that in the book, and you know, I'm gonna definitely check that out, and I I do support cool. you on that, so um, yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of people do so. So just keep because rocking. If
1: you have a child, you'll you know.
0: Yeah, I have, I have four of them. Oh,
1: wow. Yep. How
0: wonderful. Yeah, they're all... And they all have metal names.
1: They do? Yeah,
0: we have uh, Thor. We have... Well, we have a Paris. Not really a metal name, but it's close. Uh, my son's...
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> my youngest son's name is Steel. And my youngest... Ta- yeah. And my youngest daughter's name is Sailor. So all four of them have... You know metal rock names. What
1: great names! <laughs> that means they're going to grow up to be great kids.
0: Yep, yeah, they are, and they uh, they all uh, pre- play the instruments, and they all run around and sing and things like that. So it's it's we have a you know pretty musical household.
1: Very cool. So. Well, tell everybody
0: I said hi. I will. Thank you. Uh, all right, I'm hopping on the next interview. Okay. All right, all right, Brian. It was a pleasure. Yep, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. God bless. Uh, Yep, bye.